And what they found was that that mid range, it was like one gram per pound of body weight that if you have about a half gram or 0.75 grams per pound of body weight, you still reap, you're still in muscle protein synthesis. It's still positive. You stay leaner. Um, and it's actually okay. It's not this horrible thing that you're going to get small, weak, frail, and look like Earl after he stops lifting heavy and goes into distance running. Man. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. Today, we're going to be talking about food with our two-time world champion co-author of the year, Earl Kunkel. Boom, boom. Earl. Pen in one hand, pencil in another. Go ahead, mess with me. <laughs> yeah. Keyboard at Yo, the toes. Wouldn't that be so crazy if you could write like that? Like I'd have to, I think, doing it for like... A year plus, you'd three. have to really. Yeah, I mean, I could develop be a, a skill. YouTube video. On there's that. definitely people who do it. If you know what's bad with me is if I write left-handed, mm -hmm. and then like like you can see this paper. Yeah, right here. Like, look at this. I have chicken scratch too, dude. If I wrote left-handed, it looks exactly like that. Wow, that's pretty good. And what's stay on topic, Dane? Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about food. I just okay. And all so the when I eat you... food, I actually <laughs> eat left-handed. I um I put my fork and my left knife in the right one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I I actually eat though like left yeah. left of my yeah. That's how I do it. Yep. Get I'm it done. So that means I'm ambidextrous and I'm more athletic too because I use my left hand. Yeah. Do you brush your hair? Oh, I forgot. You don't have any. <laughs> I actually have to shave my hand tonight when I get home. Nice. So um, we were talking about lentils. Lentils. Black, you started talking about black eyed peas. Let's talk about lentils. I had lentils the other night. Yeah. I put in argentinian like steak rub on them dude that's really weird because last night i put tandoori chicken rub we have a tandoori chicken yeah. rub on the lentils and i was like why, why don't more people do this oh it, it what else i took a i also took like an avocado yeah like dressing and poured it on it then too and it was good and then cooked it in the pan and then put it in. What did I end up putting? Oh, I put it in like soft shell tacos. Okay, yeah, that's good. Oh, it was good. And then there was leftover lentils, and that I ate. I heated those up today, and I was like, "This is yummy." So, I've been going hard on lentils, black beans, pinto beans, um, eating, eating. So, I'm still eating meat, but then also eating a trying to get like fifty to murderer. 80. <laughs> trying to get 50 to 80 grams of protein from plants and 60 plus grams of fiber a day and the one thing with lentils is like fiber content's high and protein content is high and and the does, farts are real but the farts are nowhere near as bad as pinto beans and black beans <laughs> and i learned that Pinto beans, the reason why I was asking you off camera before we started this about black-eyed peas is that lentils and black-eyed peas don't have something called raffinose, which is an enzyme that is in black beans and in uh, pinto beans, which is what gives me... Like, dude, I'll have three cups of cooked black beans. Yeah. And I could blow you out of the building. Because of this enzyme. What's it called again? I think it's raffinose. R-A-F-F-I-N. Raffinose is your fart fuel. Yes. That's all I'm hearing. Yes. And so here's what's interesting <laughs> is like 
when when I went vegan for like the video, the video I think it was forty or fifty days. You went vegan on camera. Let's be real. I was still doing it off camera. Yeah. Okay. I was. <laughs> YouTube comments. Eat that up. Oh my yeah. Be like, what so, were you eating at that wedding? What were you eating at that birthday party? I didn't eat anything. What I was sure. Truly, oh. I bet you had a piece of cake, and you're like, oh, there's no egg in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I don't think I did. Um, <laughs> when I did that, my you know my uh, cholesterol had dropped down to like 200 even. And one of the things with the Sonnenbergs, they, they have a lab at Stanford. They talk about fiber and micro, uh, macrobiota accessible carbohydrates. So I'm on this kick again now for like the last six weeks, last five and a half, six your, weeks. Your gut fauna, right? Yeah. And I, I truly think because I eat, I, I avoid fiber, I think I'm going to need like six months of eating it hard to like really get my gut, my colon like rolling so that it can actually digest things a little bit more efficiently. And I have less gas when I would have pinto beans or black beans. Okay, so your fart fuel isn't as efficient for your farts is what I heard there. Correct. And and to to extrapolate on this a little bit further, just so I'm not sounding completely wacky. We are on topic. We're talking about fiber right now. Yeah, and how this relates to athletes eventually. Yeah. The first person I ever coached to deadlift 700 pounds is a dude named Frank Duca. And you can look him up. Frank is a professor in, like, microbiota uh, – microbiota um, – I guess research. He's a professor at Arizona, okay, University of Arizona. So when I talked to Is Frank that the about Sun this, Devils, no, that's uh, they're the that's Arizona Wildcats. State. Yeah, yeah, the Wildcats are Arizona. Is that like a Puma? I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm just calling out yeah. cats. Yeah, some I'm cat, I guess. Good. When wh- a lynx. Yeah, <laughs> I brought this up to Frank because he researches this and he knows the Sunnenbergs, and he was like, "Dude, this." That's actually real. Like it could take your gut three to six months to learn the process to go through proper digestion. And then that in turn, the fuel that it is essentially making that leads to that exhaust, which is, you know, flatulence (laughs) is going to lead to uh, better cardiovascular scores. And ideally you can digest meat better. You can digest plants better and you're going to have less gas long term. So eat your fiber kids and adults. Yes. Absolutely. Eat your fiber. All right. We started off. That is a good intro. Fiber, you got it, athletes. We're going to talk about carbs, proteins, and fats when it comes to food. Right. And yep. you're going to talk to us about how it fuels, you know, and not just fuels. Like, there's a difference between your, I don't know. There's a reason why you pay the 80 cent, the 87 versus the 93, like, and it costs more, if you will. Yeah. Um, how what you decide to put in has an impact as well, too. And, touch upon that stuff let's start with your least favorite of the three macronutrients right and that's fats how am i getting my fat people are gonna get so triggered by that that's all right just because they're your least favorite doesn't mean you don't like them yeah that's that's a great point there but it's unbelievable especially right now this is what's funny is like right now in and this is so cyclical especially with crossfit is like you know, it's like keto or then there's intermittent fasting and then there's carnivore and it's like it's like come back in style again as though like the Atkins diet never existed. And then they'll say, well, Atkins isn't truly the carnivore or which, you know, I, I get it. Maybe it's not true. Rebranding. But, yeah. So my my take is 
most people, a very, very large majority of people will feel substantially better on a moderate to lower fat diet. And I'm not saying that this has any negative impact on them uh, as far as their cardiovascular disease or anything like that. I'm saying from a performance perspective, if you're eating high protein and moderate to high carbs, you will most likely in most uh, elite level research, you're going to feel better on, on that. You're still going to get consuming you're still going to be consuming fats you need to consume fats i'm not saying they're horrible but you're not going to feel as good as if you had a moderate to higher fat uh consumption with higher protein and lower carbs a lot of people when they're consuming uh lower carb tend to uh they're not as full you know muscular wise they're not as they don't feel as uh, like pumped they don't have as much energy uh they don't have as much you know just focus when they get into the gym because they're sort of drained and flatlined from going low carb they just tend to be flat they don't have as much of a mind muscle connection they're carrying less water uh, which is why going low carb can help for an immediate weight cut if you're in a weight class sport but tends to lead to a diminishment in performance uh, if you're used to eating more carbs yeah but Fats taste so good, Dane. Like, I want my guacamole. I want my avocado toast with honey and red pepper flakes on <laughs> you it. You eat like such a bitch. <laughs> that wasn't nice, Dane. I want to take my nachos I, and chips and I dump them in. What's, he just ate a whole avocado before you Yeah, I know. <laughs> Two of them. I know. <laughs> but I like butter. I like dipping my pretzels in butter. <laughs> wow, that's cool. You ever, like, throw, like, the, like, True vegetarians are going to attack me here, but, like, I don't even know if it is. Like, have you ever had eggs and, like, you just threw the butter and the scrambled oh, eggs? Oh, yeah, it's, it's so just, good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that's the other thing, though, is, like, the one issue here is that if we're talking about sports performance, eating, like, nutrition is about – it's making you as efficient as possible. And the, the big thing that you actually just brought up is that there's so much research around things that taste good lead to overeating which leads to weight gain fats taste unbelievably good yes they do peanut butter is delicious it's amazing like it's it's and that's the whole reason why if you have uh if you have like a, a creamed I'm, i was just thinking about indian food i love indian food so, so it's like if i have like chicken tikka masala is loaded with cream it tastes so good versus just like yeah tandoori chicken's great you know, I'm just using that because we talked about the tandoori yeah. lentils. But it's like it it's understanding what happens. You tend to overeat. There's nine calories um, per every gram of, of fat versus four. And it's easy to overeat. And you use one of them to burn the, yeah, the it, digestive. And that's the other thing the is the thermic effect of food is if I'm eating if I'm eating, you know, let's say hundred cal or hundred grams of protein versus hundred grams of fat. I will it'll take twenty grams of that to burn to digest that one hundred grams of protein. Whereas with the fat it's like four grams. So the thermic effect of protein is much higher as well. But you know that's a little bit off task where it's like overeating fat is so easy and that's why so many people tend to gain a ton of weight. Okay. Watch it's out why, for your fats. It's also why potato chips taste so good. That tastiness is a 
It's a it's a devil in disguise. Well, and then the thing is, is like you mix those fats, and a lot of people say, well, if you have if you eat fat with carbs, it can decrease the insulin, um, you know, the insulin spike that happens. Eh, that's like a little bit of a that could be a discussion in and of itself. That I love could ice be challenge, but it's also like <laughs> carbs and fat together are really really tasty, like ice cream, oh, it's and so it's good. easy to overeat carbs and fat together. And then all of a sudden, now you're fatter than you were two weeks ago. I started getting this special waffle cone that oh, has love, yeah. chocolate over it. Oh, and then so the, good. the like nuts, the broken up. Oh, it's yeah, so bad. It's ridiculously good. It's So that's my whole issue with fats. Now, with that being said, they're also a pivotal point behind right. certain hormones. Let's move on from fats. Let's okay, talk yeah. about you. Yeah. Let's talk about your favorite, your baby, your protein. Protein, yeah, for Go sure. Go tell us about how we should have a gram for every pound of body weight. Okay, so what's funny is I sent a, a study to Jason that I think we should do a YouTube video that's titled, like, I've been wrong. I, like, I was, I've been wrong my whole life, or I'm all, I was so wrong. And oh it's my essentially, it's a, it's, a, it's a research paper that sort of broke down, now, basically untrained individuals but what they found was the individuals that were having like, you know, it was like a gram per kilo. So it was like half. So if I weigh, you know, a uh, hundred kilos, so 220. You were having a hundred. I was having a hundred, yeah, 110 grams of protein versus, you know, one po- or versus uh, somebody that might have 150 versus somebody who has 220. Yeah. And what they found was that that mid range, it was like one instead of having one gram per kilo or one gram per pound of body weight, that if you have about a half gram or 0.75 grams per pound of body weight, you still reap, you're still in muscle protein synthesis. It's still positive. You stay leaner. um, And it's actually okay. It's not this horrible thing that you're going to get small, weak, frail, and look like Earl after he stops lifting heavy and goes into distance running. (laughs) Man, I do have abs right now though like there there is some benefit like i can literally I wake up a, I and i can like pop the rick rude and just have the abs and it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah back off of me yeah. like i i could do silly things like that so so to go back to go back to the protein i i wanted i shared this recent study with jason like this could be a really really good youtube video but in the same sense satiety is going to be more fulfilled with a higher protein diet and so that's going to prevent overeating and that's another factor of this whole equation is that in sports we've we've got to if we're in a weight class or if we're doing specific things we have to be focused on the fact that we want to have as much lean mass as possible versus our fat mass we want that ratio to be optimized to the best of its ability and that's where protein tends to prevent overeating uh, and it tends to prevent overeating of fat as well. And so it does help. It does come down to protein comes down to two things for me that I believe here is that it's going to come down to one recovery. How, how well can your, your body recover with a higher protein intake? And two, does it prevent you from overeating carbs or from overeating fats? Uh, and so that's where the other thing is. Now I've been playing around with, I believe you should, you know, I'm a proponent for eating animals, uh, and 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 I do believe you can be phenomenally a phenomenal athlete as a vegetarian. Thanks. So, yeah, animal <laughs> fat or animal protein, I think, is very important, especially eggs or, or dairy. 
But I also do believe that one of the other misnomers is that, okay, if, if I use plant protein, it might not be as complete, but if I, I might just have to eat more calories specifically, um, from plant sources, but if I still am able to get, you know, if I'm a hundred kilo person, if I am still able to get like, uh, you know, anywhere around 150 to 180 grams of protein and a large amount of that is protein from plant, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. Whereas in the past, a lot of the, I would say CrossFit population, a lot of the carnivore and, and, and paleo and, and Atkins people have sort of frowned upon plant protein and it's like the research is coming out that the plant protein can be extremely good you do have to eat a little bit more calorically uh to replenish the, to replace the the animal protein but it's still effective can you get that then moving on to the next macro with your carbs yes yeah, so if i if if you break down carbs and this is another factor is i think a lot of the research moving forward is going to be in very specific carbohydrates uh, and, and how quickly that gets into your bloodstream, how quickly it can, uh, basically be turned into energy for your muscles, uh, to actually, you know, create an action. Um, that's going to be one of the major research areas that goes into. And then I think that we're going to start to look at, uh, MACs and fiber a little bit separated, a little bit differently, almost the way people are starting to see alcohol, now is okay alcohol has seven gram or seven calories per gram of alcohol we know that macro is four calories per gram for uh for carbs and for protein we know that's nine calories per gram for fat Uh oh alcohol is its own little macro now yeah so people are now that a a lot of that research is starting to come up and in 20 years it's going to be known it's going to be totally known and i think it will lead to a decrease in in alcohol consumption because it's going to get popularized it's going to take some time. How about that? Yeah, I think it, I think it will happen though that it, it will impact it long term. I think also fibers and specific types of fiber like inulin are going to are going to start to rise because of what they're seeing in the research as far as how it can impact recovery and cardiovascular impact that it has. So carbo, carbohydrates, you know, talking about lentils or talking about uh, beans and talking about um, I mean, just looking at raspberries and oats and things like that, dude, they're really, really healthy and they have a lot of fiber and they have a lot of carbohydrates and people can digest them pretty well and they they optimize the way that you recover. Nice. Dude. <laughs> dude, I love talking about I gotta stop talking uh, about this food. Food. Yeah. I like eating it. <laughs> I'm listening to it. Bananas. I love bananas. I ate a banana too today when I got back from work. Yeah, so, so Forgot that's... a lunch. So I was just like, oh, I gotta eat like Post work, yeah. <laughs> so I had you lentils. See and now a you're, you're you're fasting. I, I don't know. I just didn't pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you tell everybody, y'all. I'm I'm trying to intermittent fasting nah, too, bro. Yeah, humble brag right now. Look <laughs> at me. <laughs> All right, let's go to the audience questions. Just remember, everyone: fiber, alcohol's its own macro now. Yes. Um, protein and carbs and fats are okay. Yeah, yeah. Avocados. Yeah. All right, you self-made strength. YouTube community. How do multi-sport athletes prioritize different aspects of their training? They use the Peak Strength app. Done. No. <laughs> Yo, that's great. <laughs> I think. I mean, let's be real. Like, dude, I've had so many people DM me and just be like, "I am so happy I got the app because it's made 
they, they, they'll say it's made all these questions that I want to give you. It's answered these questions. It's provided this really strict, like, guideline for me to improve upon. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, t- to answer his question, outside of going to peakstrength.app and picking that up today or going to the Google Play Store or going to the Apple Store and clicking on peak strength and also writing us a sweet review outside of doing that you've got to look at what what lifts transfer really really well so if i'm going to do uh the big lifts the big compound movements they're going to transfer to a larger amount of athletics so a clean or a snatch or a front squat or a pull-up back squat a single leg squat you know dumbbell benches those have to be the baseline of your your training program and if you can only train two days a week you've got to make sure all those lifts are in there and they're going to carry over well and then you also have to add in a jump stay which was what we do inside of peak strength we've got athlete day i told you 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 made it real complicated it was just download the peak strength app yeah all you needed to do yes many words make good (laughs) reddit the jacob campbell I've been using the Peak Strength app for about a month now. Love it. I love power cleaning, but I feel the pool phase is really hindering me being able to get under the weight. My shoulders wear out. They seem to be what's holding me back. Any tips or or exercises that I can incorporate into my day one workout that'll help with that part of the rep? Dane hates pools. I'm just going to say that. So he's well, saying just like a pull? Like his upper. It sounded like his upper body goes when he's doing his pulls into his power clean. Like, I would do. I would warm up with like a high hand clean. High hand cleans help you feel that connection of the hip into the yeah. catch with a shrug. I I mean another thing kneeling, uh, kneeling muscle cleans kneeling muscle. Oh, cleans. you don't call them PA muscle cleans anymore. I mean we could well not. Oh. Like, I mean yeah okay You're... so Pennsylvania muscle cleans. <laughs> when you're kneeling on a on a garage strength balance pad, if you're kneeling and you're doing that, that's what a lot of it's weightlifting a coaches. Pad. Yeah. That's what a lot of weightlifting <laughs> coaches will will do when they have back pain or or knee problems. They'll do a lot of work with that because it blows up your upper body. So I would recommend doing muscle cleans for me. I honestly thought you got those PA things from working with the adaptive athletes when you're out at the Commonwealth Games. Oh, yeah. Like adaptive athletes in wheelchairs. And I yeah. was like, oh, my goodness. He, and it's your hips are so connected to your trunk. I know I'm going a little off topic, yeah, but, but you brought it up. Yeah. No, that's – I mean, that's fair. That's the thing, though, is like Jacob's asking this question because – his hips and his upper body aren't connected. Yeah. There's a delay. There's too long of a delay. And so we need to make that delay. We need to close that gap. So there's a quicker reaction. And that's where, you know, these PA muscle cleans will come into play. Sweet. Nice. So make sure you eat your fiber. Avoid alcohol. Only some Seven grams. Yeah, seven grams of calories. <laughs> or seven calories per gram. Per gram, sorry. And then, you know, eat. Also eat a, a, a lot of protein. protein but not as much as Dane used to tell you to eat. until next time peace later